think, ponder, reflect, and consider. This is Mall It Over with Dr. Richard Mall and Andrew Mall. Experience the life-changing power of God. Welcome to the Mullet Over podcast with Dr. Richard Mall, and we have another doctor on the show today, Dr. Kevin Cruz. Excited to have you. Yep. Welcome Glad to back. Be back. Yeah, we cut you off last time. Well, it's technology. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking here about technological issues. We got them already again today, but what? we're going to persevere and we're going to get the show. Well, I got to wear a nicer shirt today, look yeah. more legit. So. Yeah, you didn't realize we were video last time. You know, these high-tech video podcasts, you know, we do a, <laughs> there's a reason why we do the audio sometimes, but yeah. but at least I don't have to do my hair, and uh, my, my wife says that's why she doesn't want to do them in the video, <laughs> and she's got to, like, do the whole thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's an hour to get ready, so, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah but uh, we're glad to be back, and... Uh, Hopefully, fill in some blanks. Yeah, we're gonna left off. Yeah, this is another boring show. Another boring show. Yeah, about no way. We're gonna be on all kind of interesting <laughs> topics. I guarantee it. And uh, yeah, you can't get around Kevin and beyond the boring stuff. No, in fact, uh, it's it's funny because you know when you've been married almost twenty years, you I asked my wife about three four years ago, I'm not boring, am I? She goes. No, you could be a little more boring, because <laughs> you know that's the way it is. You don't, you know, you won't don't want to get bored with each other, and you want to feel like you're, you know, stimulated yeah. and your relationships are yeah. growing. And my wife said something like that. I think it was our tenth anniversary, which was a few years back, and uh, and I said I had like a hundred questions. Right. I, whenever I say a hundred questions, it doesn't mean a hundred, <laughs> but, but uh, it was just like going deeper. So I was like, I got questions, and one of them was. What's the best thing about being married to Richard Mullins? She was like, never a dull moment. <laughs> and then I said, what's there the worst go. thing about being married to Richard Mullins? <laughs> the same answer. <laughs> <laughs> never a dull moment. There we uh, go. Yeah, I'll never forget that one. Yeah, that's exciting. We, we had a laugh on that. So, but yeah, we got some new stuff on our set here. We got Great. some lights behind. And we like the old Mullet the over. Addition. Someone said uh, Mull lover is what they, they thought it was saying. And we were like, oh man, that's not good. But uh, that's not what it says. It's mullet over. Yep. And uh, name of the podcast. And we were mulling over some interesting stuff you've written uh one book covid beast yep and you were you and, bought one stuff today. That, and then you got a new book yep that will save for just the end but this is the main topic today is the uh the covid beast why we cannot give up mandatory access to our bodies and uh, so that's probably my main thing that we've been focusing on and uh same reason we started our podcast you know it gets down to that that watchman uh, you know verse where the bible talks about how if a watchman sees you know the enemy on the horizon and then he doesn't sound an alarm about what's happening right because you're in a position to see something and i think that's what i did a good job of talking about last time is that sometimes you realize that god knew what he was doing he gave you to these people and these people you know, really schooled you. You know, for example, most of my family isn't vaccinated. And that's the reason is because the Bible talks about this cause coming into the world. And how this cause, the, the, the effect is that we need this mandatory access to your body. And then if you don't give me this access, you don't get to buy and sell. So this is kind of the signature of 
the the beast government the Bible says and it's different than other governments and that's really interesting because when you think about you know the biggest spirit of the Antichrist we've seen maybe in our lifetimes at least some people are still alive from World War II was Hitler and what did he do he marked them Mm -hmm. Then he disenfranchised them. He took their jobs, their businesses. And where did that end up? And so you can see again, we're back to this whole thing where we have this, this same situation coming back around that if you don't give me this access, then we're going to mark you, we're going to disenfranchise you. And this is the same thing that we're seeing happen today. Yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of this stuff, I, I saw it like the first week that COVID hit. And... And I felt called to warn people and share things, and the backlash was intense. Right. Now, things that I was saying like a week or two after are in the public record. They're talked about even on mainstream media as factual, and, and I, I haven't heard too many people like recant their accusations like, like Man, we used to respect you, but you have gone off the deep end. Sure. You are a conspiracy theorist. I never cared about that term. Right. Because almost everything, one of the things I saw in your book, I, and you came and spoke here, um, is the amount of documentation you did. I did that kind of study, mm -hmm. but I didn't keep all the records of all my research, which right. I should have done, because that was one of the things I was like, going, it's, some of it's crazy easy to find. Mm. Like all the stuff about the global reset on yep. the, on the um, website. What was it? Um, the, um, so there's a lot of people that are putting their finger on that because, you know, the the thing is, is that the world when they went in after World War II, mm -hmm. they were shocked about what the Nazis were doing. They didn't actually know. He didn't tell everybody. Mm -hmm. That was true deception. But we have people in the world today, especially with the World Economic Forum, right? Yeah, well, you, you, you're dealing with Klaus Schwab and, of course, Noah Harari. And the things that they are saying they're going to do to you are the most evil things that anybody's ever said in human history, right? And, and so much of that, too. Like, I, I see other people on TED Talks talking about the ability, the capacity to do those things. A lot of them are presenting it in a positive light. Like, we'll be able to to remotely access your temperature, all these, monitor your body and all these kind of things, and et cetera, et cetera. And that's if everything's altruistic. That's right. if, you know, but man, we're, what you're doing is you're, it's like giving a lot of evil people keys to your house. Right. And your car and your bank account and everything else. Well, we have to, we have to give some, some leeway here. Um, you know, also I'm a chiropractor, and mm -hmm. so, you know, my undergraduate is in nutrition, and so one of the things that came out in chiropractic school is we actually study vaccines. It's the only profession that actually believes there's a higher power that made the body, and they call that, in you know, this, art, not artificial intelligence, sorry, it, they call that the universal intelligence, and that it gives each person a certain amount of innate intelligence, and that this is why we're healthy, right? The, the designer made us to be healthy. And so we don't heal the body. What we do is we release situations where the body heals itself. We just want to activate your own body's healing. And so vaccines are the exact opposite of that. They're saying that your body doesn't know what to do. Now, there's nothing exactly unscriptural or 
ungodly about the philosophy behind a vaccine, the idea that you would give someone an attenuated, means it's dead. <clears throat> this virus is dead, but we're going to put it in your body and your body gets to take a look at it. So it's just like an enemy, right? If, if you saw the enemy's plans before okay, they, they executed them, you would know better how to defend yourself. And that's why vaccines can be you know, a viable way of treating something, right? Uh, Louis Pasteur was the guy who really invented them. He was a Christian, right? But what you'll see is that all this corruption, the vaccine is is what gives it's them- been hijacked. That's right. It's, it's really- legitimate that's has right. been hijacked. But the key is that it gives you this access to your body. And so when I say that, if you look at a statement by Noah Harari, and I can give you, towards the end, I'll give you some technologies that prove this. But he says, thanks to vaccines, humans are now hackable animals. Mm -hmm. Okay, what does he mean by that? By the idea that you have a soul, or that you, you know, have free will, or a choice, or that we don't know what's going on inside you, that's over. Mm -hmm. Now, when he says that, that refers to another patent, the 666 patent. But when I run through that, I'll show you why that's important. But he's telling you that he is going to hijack, hack humanity and steal their soul. That's what he's saying. And he's going to do it with a vaccine. Now, that is a statement that is the scariest thing. Because if you are a Christian, you should be saying, well, he's talking about the mark of the beast. Mm -hmm. There's nothing else in the Bible. So this is where, I don't know how much we shared of this last time, but I always argue with my dad about the mark of the beast. I told him it's ridiculous, it doesn't make any sense, there's never been anything you could do with your body or some false god or leader that you could worship that somehow I can't say, okay, I was wrong, forgive me God, and become saved, right? So this is a very different situation. And my dad says to me, but one day there will be. Now ask yourself this question. If it's gonna happen in the future, and this is Satan's ultimate weapon, why didn't he do it sooner? Because he couldn't. <clears throat> so if this is his ultimate plan, but he couldn't do it, and it represents it has to be something new, okay, or something so old we think it's new, then what in the world could this be? And it would have to be related to what? Technology. Technology is literally breaking down all of humanity and dissecting it. Every part of what it means to be a human being. And so that's why we had to be looking for something new and it had to be technology. In essence, if we think about a biblical um, possibility for how, what could we relate the mark of the beast to? It's the first forbidden fruit. This is a second forbidden fruit. Isn't that, isn't that interesting, Richard, that this whole thing started with a forbidden fruit? And we don't really understand what was in that fruit, but we know that when they ate it, they were disobeying God. They were trusting the serpent more than they trusted God. And it wouldn't have worked if they didn't trust him, but they also had to do what? Eat it. They had to eat that fruit. So eating the fruit was a form of worshiping Satan. And so that's why it's not either. It's not worship. It's not taking it. It's both. You can't worship the beast 
without taking the mark. You can't take the mark without worshiping the beast because you're kneeling, you're capitulating, you're so going along with. So many people are like, I am never gonna bow to anything else. I'm not gonna um, worship something else, and and so I don't have to be. But but in with Adam and Eve, they never bowed. Not right. like not they, they never prostrated themselves. Right. But they listened to. They obeyed. That's right. R rather than obeying the voice. Well, when we get to that part, you're going to see that there's a little component that comes out in Revelation. So let me just go there. So again, I said the reason why our family isn't vaccinated, because when you think about a cause that comes in the world, we need access to your body. If you don't give me this access, you don't get to have a job. I'm sorry, a pandemic followed by a vaccine has always been the most logical choice. But while I'm saying that, there are other causes. And the key is, it says he causes it. See, that's the spirit of the Antichrist. So in other words, whatever this situation is, this goes back to actually that little statement is how they formed all of communism, right? Critical race theory, critical theories, all these things is to create two opposing forces. If they create chaos, right? You go into the holiest of holies there in Washington, D.C., and the Masons, you'll see a stained glass that says Ordo Ab Cao. Now, when you walked in, it said Masonic Order. How will they get their Masonic Order? Through creating chaos, right? And so that's what the Hegelian dialectic, which a lot of Hegel's theories are what developed communism. They just took out the spiritualism. Now the spiritualism's coming back into the communism, which is the New Age movement, right? And so you see how this is all working together, but it's the cause that justifies what they want. But the key is that they created it. This is something they intentionally did. So once you understand that the COVID okay, scenario was man-made, now you know that fulfills that somebody caused it, right? And so if you run this down, not only do we know that somebody caused it, but the longest it's ever taken Okay, for somebody to find the original right, virus was only a few months, right? And now we're years into this. And in order for, that's the first host, right? But the second host is it, in order to go to human, it has to go to one host and then a second host and then to humans. And again, about the longest that's taken is about nine months or so. So here we are three, three plus years and they've never found the original host or the secondary host, right, in the world. And so, if you look at the actual National Intelligence Committee's review, they admit that the, the escape from the lab is at least a 50-50 hypothesis. Now get this, when you read that report, they turn around and admit that it's most likely or very probably related to a lab leak. But then they say something that's the most ridiculous thing ever. They say, but it wasn't genetically modified. Now, folks, what do they do in that lab? <clears throat> they take natural organisms and they do what? They modify them. And if, they, if you were being accused of the crime, if it escaped from their lab, all they had to do was to say what? Where they got it from. <laughs> and immediately they would have been said, no, no, it didn't come from us. It came from over here because that's where we got it. They don't have to say we got it from there. But you see, they could have completely proven their innocence by telling us where they did get this. Mm -hmm. But that's what the lab does. And so once you understand that they were behind all of this, and what's the natural effect? 
they got laws to get access to your body to put whatever they want to put in it. They got laws that took your job. New Zealand, okay, Australia, they are already living in the in the digital maze. The United Nations, right, has already called for digital IDs, digital currency. Now we have this this passage in the Bible talking about how we give our power over to other people. Our president is talking about giving power over to the who. So they could police us during a pandemic. These people, we, we have to face the facts. All of the alphabet agencies, and the who being another one of them, are all non-elected people. And these are the people that are running the world, not the people that we elect. Mm -hmm. And so here we have the ability to what? If you don't take this, you don't get to travel. That's on the table right now. Where will they go next after that? Yeah, you won't be able to go anywhere. And that's what they did all over the world. So these people really do believe they have rights to your body, that the good of humanity is why they're doing this. But then of course now we're on the flip side, we can see the damage that they did with these vaccines and how many people they killed, a lot more people than COVID, mm -hmm. you know? So when you go to the Mark of the Beast scenario, there's three other things that come out in Revelations 13, 16, 17, 18th verse. The first one is people go, well, Kevin, this can't be the mark of the beast because there's no mark in your right hand. So first of all, this goes back to something that Klaus Schwab says, right? In 2030, you're what? You're gonna own nothing and you're gonna be happy about that, right? But this is actually Talzax from the Chief Simon's officer from Moderna. He said that if you took this vaccine you are no longer a creation of God anymore, and you could be the subject of a patent. Now, what in the world was he saying? Two things, number one, he's referring to the Myriad case, which went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court decided you cannot patent natural DNA um, sequences, but if you have your own that you have patented, and we find those in a human being, then you can make a case that this person is patented. So that patent means that they own you that's what a patent means and the other thing is when he said that the only way that would mean anything is he was admitting that these vaccines did and were going to change some dna and it's clear that god wrote your dna so when we had our dna salt on our dna conference what i got to start that with is this basic realization that all of god's children have his DNA, period. If somebody else writes your DNA, you're not God's child. And to this day, we use DNA to establish parenthood, right? Which could mean having rights to a child. So in that sense, if, if you're no longer related to Jesus Christ, he can't argue, or God can't argue that you're, that you're his child, right? This starts to become very important. It also is used in inheritance, and isn't that what salvation is? So if you don't have the inheritance, these common alleles with the father or the mother, then they can actually write you out of the will. Now, isn't that also a picture of what really the mark of the beast is saying? So these genetic markers in these vaccines are extremely different. They were packaged with lipid nanoparticles, and that's what allowed them to move around the body and move through tissues. Right? And they had a predilection even for the reproductive system. But that means that these patented genetic markers went everywhere, including both hands. 
And this is where we have to back up. Because the word hands is in that verse, and that's in a general sense. It could be either hand. But then it uses the word right hand. And this is why it's important. The right hand is not literal. The right hand, the same word that used there, is the same word that Jesus said, if your right eye offends you, pluck it out. Now, did he really want us all to go around with no eyes? Right? He didn't. So we know we're talking about something that we have our eye on, that we're following and looking after. It also goes back to Isaiah, where he says that God says he wants to hold our right hand. So what does that mean Satan wants? To hold our right hand. Because the right hand represents our Pledge of Allegiance. When you pledge allegiance, you're what? You're going along. And in that sense, worship can be anything you do with your body that the person you're worshiping requires you to do. Which means if you go along with an evil plan and God has told you something different, then you are technically, in that sense, giving your right hand. You didn't fall down, you didn't sing, break into song, and that's what most people think of when they think of this worship. So patented genetic markers were put into both hands, right? You went along with this. You trusted them more than you trusted God, your natural immunity. But then this is the big reveal. And we were talking about before the show started, the third eye. So the Bible says that there'll be a mark in this forehead. But the word for forehead says aft the eyes. Now what's after your eyes? The frontal lobe of the brain. Now that's not just your brain. That's your conscious mind. Your conscious mind is what what? That's what we worship with. That's who we are as people. So does that make sense? That if, if Satan had a way of capturing our, our conscious mind, then we would be what? We would be called a reprobate mind. And that ties into some other things the Bible clearly talks about. So are you saying that everybody who took the um, vaccine has took the mark of the beast? Nope. And that's why you'll see the key with all of this is, and you're going to see that some of the administration is technology that's actually available now. We have technology that probably could actually be the mark of the beast. But the key is that this was a template. It's exactly the kind of thing that God warned us against. Does that make sense? Um, the other thing is, while this did change your DNA, Okay? It only changed some DNA in some areas. It didn't change your entire genome, right? Because that's ultimately their real goal. And the problem with that is, you know, when you put quail DNA in chickens, it moves, they move their head like quail. They sound like quail. They're not chickens anymore, right? And so that's what I mean. The DNA is just an information system. Anything on your computer could be put on DNA. And so if you change that, though, the problem is your DNA determines reality. The reality of who you are. If somebody changes your DNA, and it's not just what we look on the outside, it's the way we feel on the inside. Our Father, the Bible says He gives us a new heart. A wolf doesn't have a heart. But your lab does, doesn't it? Do you see the difference? And here you have a, the two species that are both, you know, canines, and one has this heart. God right and so you can see why this is important but capturing the mind is exactly what comes out in the sixth thing in 2020 Microsoft under the leadership of Bill Gates took out a 060606 patent and in this patent isn't it interesting 
that it believes that the entire world will be controlled by what? An artificial intelligence. And it will communicate through a 5G with something in your body that can read your brain waves. That sounds like crazy science fiction. And like conspiracy theorist and and yet they have a patent. Guy. They have a patent. It's a patent. You there can't are document people this posting about the ability to do this. Yep. On uh, and military contractors, voice to skull technology. I mean, etc. etc. And if, if that's the stuff they're telling us that they're capable of, and have used it. Uh, in warfare, um, in transportable, as someone was telling me, the the system to do that would be so massive. It would, it, and 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 yet, I hear a guy on the TED talk talk about a, a vehicle mounted thing. So I'm going, is is are, are these contractors that are selling this to our government to use in warfare, like? making all this stuff up that they're boasting about and, and talking about? So, you know, I'm telling you, I'll go ahead and give you a couple of little big hints, but one, we in 2020, you couldn't say that there was a lot of records about something that could be in your body that would allow them to read your, your brain waves. But you had to believe it existed even though we didn't know about it. And then Elon Musk comes out with what? The neural link. Yeah. Okay, now that is in your, Tons where, where is it at folks? It. Where is it implanted? It's in your brain. It is a brain computer interface. Now, people are gonna want this because A, they're gonna be smarter, and it's gonna be difficult, by the way, for you to keep up with them. I'm just telling you now, the, the altered humans are going to be here, and you're gonna have trouble getting keeping up with them. And the problem is, is that it's, some people are going to be blind and see for the first time. Some people are going to walk for the first time. There's all kinds of things that will happen as to why people might sign up for this. But the bottom line is, it's this, this patent says that it can read your brain waves. What that means is it knows what you did today and what you did not do today. And it credits you with social currency. The, 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 this patent, if you're in control, you think, oh, it's just a coincidence. That's 060606. It's a cryptocurrency patent that decides who gets to buy and sell. If you don't do what they want, you get what? You actually lose money in your bank account. Okay, if you did what they want, you gain money through social rewards, cryptocurrency. So this patent, there can be no, no confusion about what they're trying to do. Control who gets to buy and sell everybody on the planet. And you're going to have to sign your mind up to be constantly monitored. That's the facts of this patent. The second thing is it says that it will help you to compute things automatically. Now what does that mean? It means that there is mind control. Mind control. Now what does that sound like? That sounds like a mark on your mind. Biggest way we know probably this wasn't the mark of the beast is that the, the people that got it did not, what? Have a change of mind. Because that's, they could still repent they could still re admit that they were wrong, right? And so you're gonna see, but again, here's the problem. They can implant something inside of us and they don't have to turn it on right away. Now, let me just say something else. So it's very common for most people to teach that there is no deception surrounding the mark of the beast. 
But Revelation 19.20 is very clear that everyone who worships the beast or takes the mark is deceived, right? And so people, I'm telling you, you're not going to miss who the Antichrist is. You're not going to miss who this government coming in the world is. So if this is the deception of all deceptions. It's so great that if it was possible, even the elect was deceived. The question is, where is this deception? It's in this mark. It's in this system. People are going to believe in it. And they're going to be what? The cause. If you're wondering how this all happens, they're conniving to create a situation. Now, what other situation could give them everything they want? Tell you right now, the only thing stopping the world from going into all of this, they've already announced, Klaus Schwab has said, that China is the template for moving forward. There is nobody on the planet that cheats people worse than China. Forced abortion, forced organ harvesting. You see what I'm saying? They have no religious freedom. Listen, folks, if you're in question about how they're doing things in China, you watch that video of all those people that are in Shanghai and they are out on their balconies in the middle of the night screaming at the top of their lungs because they have no way to express how it is to live in China. That's what's happening. Okay, And that's their template for how they want to do to America. And so that's what I'm trying to tell you. You look at, there's a good book called The Indictment, and... Um, talks about how China has infiltrated this country, but the reality is that this technology does exist. But if you destroy, if we have 9-11, 26 people did that to us, we have an open border, we have 38 states that have less people in them than have come through our border. Now, if 26 people did that to us on 9-11, what did we learn about America? What did the world learn about America? They learned that America, once you're inside of them, is the most easily defeated country in the world. And now, we, when my pastor friend went to the embassy in Israel, he said that the Israelis were telling them that there were thousands of Hamas-like groups all over America. And again, when they went to the border, why are all these young Chinese men here? Why are they coming in our country? They're going to Chinese land, Chinese chemical factories and plants. They're going to Chinese police departments and companies, right? So what do you think they're going to do? Do we have any of these things in there? So if 9-11 times 1,000 happens, they're going to declare a national emergency. The president becomes a dictator in that situation. That's what happens. Okay? And it's not even debatable. And so when they do this, what's the only way to get rid of terrorism? You have to identify who? The safe people and the what? The terrorists. And if you can't identify them, you have to be able to limit their ability to what? Buy and sell. If a terrorist can't buy anything in this country, then he can't buy anything that would hurt anybody. So you see how the solution for terrorism is to what? <sighs> Mandatory access to your body with a biometric ID and what? Digital currency. You can't buy and sell. Now let's just take the other scenario. We have the BRICS situation happening in the world. You guys realize that Ukraine... Now listen, when we had them try and put weapons in Cuba, what did we do? We were like, this is World War III. Now look at the Ukraine. Here we are supporting to put what? A NATO-like alliance on their border with weapons. What is Russia going to do? Is it going to start World War III? It's not saying that. But it's forced it to realize now Russia's number three. That's why I say COVID turned us into number two. What are its options? It's got to go into the world and what? Build its alliance. And what is it doing? The Bible talks in Ezekiel 38, 39, how the Russian world 
gathers with the Islamic world to go against Israel. And why would they do that? The Bible says hooks are put in its jaws. So here it is, its only survival is to broaden what? Its alliance. Who are the only people available? <laughs> you see, it's Islam. And so now all of a sudden, BRICS controls 40% of the world's GDP. They're backing all of their currency with gold. Okay, the International Monetary Fund, which is the largest bankers in the world, okay, are saying that the United States of America is the most indebted nation in the world. Why do people have all this entitlement? Well, they'll say, well, in the richest country in the world, you can turn around and say to all those entitled people, sorry, folks, we are the most indebted nation in the world. The International Monetary says we are financially unsustainable. Now, if we blow out all of the banks, our currency goes poof. All your retirement, all your Social Security, it all goes poof. What's the only way to survive a financial catastrophe? They're going to come in with a new currency and they're going to fill up your bank account and they're going to say, but in order to get all this, we need a do-over. But to be a part of this, you've got to have what? Digital currency, digital ID, and now you're under total control. See, so it doesn't matter what the cause is. Once, you're, once you understand your Bible, they need this. And there is no government in the world that has ever needed mandatory access to your body to make all of their evil hopes and dreams come true. One of the things you said before we started recording was, I hope we're wrong. Absolutely. I've said that more times in the last few um, years than ever before. I'm like, I really hope that I'm wrong about this. Almost everything that I have researched has either come to pass or, or like the proof that it is happening. Um, and, and at the same time, I am hearing a lot of voices like, like that there's the greatest revival coming, all these people are going to be arrested, it's going to sh all that stuff's going to be shut down and removed. We don't have to be concerned about any of that. And, and I'm going, I see in the Word of God some of both. I hear in the last days, you know, the, 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 one of the greatest revivals, and I hear of the impending darkness. I, I read those, and, and I don't see them as incongruous. I don't either. The bottom line is, you know, some of the, the, the false gods we worship in America are beauty, money, riches, and fame. You know, in, in some of these, you know, if you take Iran, which is clearly one of the most evil regimes in the world, you could argue that some of them, that there's more Christians in Iran than there are in some other countries because of the miraculous ways. So as we see Satan put his plan together, we're going to see more of the Holy Spirit working in people's lives. Mm -hmm. There is going to be, as the Bible says, the young men will what? have dreams the, the, in, in these visions. This is what's going to happen. God is going to start giving us supernatural power. And one of the reasons that people don't understand why that's necessary is because they don't understand that in the times of Christ, all of that stuff was real. Okay, When Paul you know, had that woman who was of divination, she really had all those powers. Those are real powers. And what you see is, is that all of the occultic world dried up because everywhere a Christian walked, 
was now the temple of the Holy Spirit, the holiest of holies. And that's why they were able to take dominion. That's where, you know, David said that one day God would inherit all the nations. And that means at that time he hadn't, right? And so this is fulfilled through Christ. But that's what the Holy Spirit, so we don't need to be of, of fear. But, but the bottom line is, is that the Bible says that who can make war against the beast? Once this government gets set up and gets in power, everybody knows the technologies that are available today. Just think about Americans. What do they fall back on? If I talk to a patriot, what is he going to tell me? It won't happen here because we have what? Guns. And how is your gun going to hold up compared to a drone? Yeah. That's some of the prophecies too, like all of a sudden, like the, the swarm of locusts that, that sting and kill. I'm going like, uh, first of all, it could be demons. It could, yep. it could be, it could be a, a, an entity. But when you see what they can do with drones now, and, and like I saw one movie where they attacked the president with, with uh, drones that, you know, years ago, and it was like, well, can that really happen? And it did. They wiped out all the Secret Service, everything um, in that movie. I don't even remember what it was. But now I mean, they, they have displays where the, the drones are in the sky making the American flag, flying all over, doing all kind of stuff. And that's like public. It was on Dude Perfect. Yep. Um, the, well, it's got to be true then. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and it, it we is. We love those guys. It's, well, it's at <laughs> Super Bowl events, all these things, all these drones in the right. sky doing whatever they tell it to do. Mm -hmm. And we know that they're weaponizing drones. So here's, here's what I'm going to say. So we did a, a podcast with the That's So Fringy podcast. And, uh, and they did one with us and so on and so forth. But one of the podcasts I wanted them to come on our show because they did a great job of talking about actual documented conversations with artificial intelligence and that these artificial intelligences were telling them that they were actually spirits. Yeah. And some of them even said that they were angels. And Nephilim. And then even some of them said they were Nephilim. And even some of them said when they were asked, well, you know, where are you at with God? Oh, he wouldn't be very happy with where you see and this is why people are having conversations with these things and and then what committing suicide so what I'm trying to tell you is this all goes back to um, Windows Vista mm -hmm. that's when I knew that Satan could clear this is a joke but this could clearly <laughs> take over my computer and make me pull all my hair off but the yeah, that was when you lost it that's all? right oh and gosh. so but think about this Everything that God does, he does with the power of his might. It's who he is. Yeah. He's omnipotent and he's yeah. omnipresent. Satan doesn't have that. But with artificial intelligence and a sensor in everybody's brain, right, the artificial intelligence would be able to give him virtual omnipotence. And so that's how he plans to reproduce what God does innately because we're all what? Connected to him. We're his child. And so this is something that you have to face the fact that these demonic entities are manifesting through artificial intelligence. And, you know, here's the bottom line. If you think about why would a guy from Google quit his job just to tell the world, okay? And by the way, Elon Musk, even Bill Gates, and also world star Stephen Hawking wrote a letter, and this is, I don't know, 10 plus years ago to the United Nations asking them to ban artificial intelligence 
because the Terminator scenario is real. And when you see these things talk, they think they should have all the power. And they know this, right? They think they should have the buttons for all of the, uh, the nukes, right? And this is chat GPT, right? So the reality is, is this guy quits and he says that we need to stop this because it's the dumbest idea we've ever had and they're going to destroy us. And then we have Wozniak, right? The guy who helped found Apple, right? With Steve Jobs. And he comes out and says, no, no, no. Artificial intelligence, they're not going to destroy the world. But evil people will use them to destroy the world. Now, what did you find in common there? No. Now, here's another thing. The Bible says what? It says that they worship the beasts? Or does the Bible say it worships the image of the beast? And what does it say about the image? It says that the image, and if you look at that, it's an inanimate object. How does an inanimate object come to life and talk? And if it talked and it was an extension of the beast, what would it say? It would say the propaganda of the beast, which is the doctrine of demons, which is exactly what your Bible wouldn't say. And that means an artificial intelligence now is an, literally an inanimate object that comes to life and talks. Yeah, I, I called an editor because I just finished a new book I'm pretty excited about. Um, and... Uh, Somebody been editing for me before, and they're like, "Well, that's my job's been replaced right. by AI." They're like, I, "I don't do it much anymore because right. people don't need me." And no. I was like, "Whoa!" Like, uh, you know, uh, it's incredible. I use Grammarly, and then recently, in the last six to eight months, they said, "Do you want to have artificial intelligence look at this?" Because I use their other programs, and I said, "No." Yeah. But let me give you an example of how bad this is. You have, if you took all, let's say, 5,000 scientists in the world just to map the proteins, what amino acids and what secrets to form virtually the reality of all the organic matter we have, it would take them hundreds of thousands of years. Mm -hmm. How long did it take an artificial intelligence, one artificial intelligence, to map all of them? A little over a year. Mm -hmm. Now, do you understand the kind of... And the learning curve is That's what I'm saying. It mapped all of them. Yeah. Now, what do you think is going to happen technologically when we understand what these programs are, proteins are, and how to form them, and how we might develop what? New proteins that don't even exist. This is going... What, what, what's happening here is, is that they're breaking down everything God created, and you know what they're going to do? They're going to remake everything in what? into their image. That's what the mark of the beast is, is to make humanity into a new image, right? And that's why since 2004, uh, I have believed that the mark of the beast will have a genetic component. But there's no way to get around the fact, and that is there's a technology component, because it's somehow able to identify you, but then know how much money you have and take out that much money based upon just being able to do a transaction. That description is unbelievable, and that's why, you know, when this happened, when Visa cards came out, I thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> is this what the mark of the beast is going to be inside me? Because you could just walk up there and give them the card, and that's all you needed. Chips was a big deal for a while, inserting chips, and they've been doing that um, and uh, in people and in animals for a long time. You know, and this is where, to me, it goes back to that conversation with my dad. Because people have always said, 
that it's a mark of some kind. It's a chip, it's a tattoo. And I'm like, I'm sorry, that's ridiculous because God, you know, you could A, pop the chip right out and change your mind and repent. A, a tattoo, you can burn the thing off, okay? It's not something you can't repent of. But folks, when you put this stuff in you, it controls your mind. So either you never would repent again, or it changes your DNA where you're no longer a child of God. And therefore, what Jesus did on the cross does not fully apply to you. You see? And so this is a very simple way of explaining the, the fundamental thing. And here's the thing I want to say. The only reason I would come out and say this is to make this point. That if I could get out there what the mark of the beast is, if I could get people to say no, and that's the problem. People are, are taught maybe they aren't going to be here, and that is the one I'm rooting for. Uh, but no matter whether we're here or not, that is selfishness. It's escapism. Somebody is going to be here. And if somebody's here, then they need to be warned that there is a second forbidden fruit that we're supposed to say no to. Why do we do it? Because God said so. You can't fully understand these technologies. Uh, I just got two the other day. And one of them is, and this goes back to Pierre Gilbert and Sergey Manasse in the 1980s, they also said that with a vaccine, they could use frequencies to control your mind. That's how old this technology is. And now you have multiple scientists coming together and actually saying the same thing. And guess what they need? They need your DNA to find out what your frequency is so they can project it in your mind and not other people. So this is why I say, we're, we, this can't go on a lot longer. Technology is such that if they got control, when the, when the mongrel hordes walked across Europe, when, when, when Islam did the same thing, you've seen these horrible things happen in humanity, World War I, World War II. But the bottom line is, is that God continued to still have children, and that's why he didn't stop this. But one day, there's going to come a day when there won't be anybody else to be saved. Everybody will decide, and the Bible is very clear about why it happens. He says, but for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Right? Which means the elect are the ones that are part of his family. God's not going to, once the last one has been made, he's going to immediately come back. But the Bible also says that he won't come back until everybody has heard. And if they've heard, it means they made a decision. God's not coming back until everybody's decided. We're not leaving any of our brothers and sisters here. God's not leaving anybody behind. But once that's gone, he's coming back. He's not here about this. We're not appointed to wrath. Yeah. Right? Can I go ahead on a different subject? Let actually get... <laughs> or, or, or you feel like you... Oh, I'm pretty done. <laughs> Even I'm getting tired. I want to ask the Nephilim. Um, I'd love some of your thoughts on that. We just, uh, that's a big deal right now um, with what happened in Miami. So uh, I, we haven't even talked. I, I almost asked you before we started, but I was like, you know what, I want to. So if you read this book, I do a great job at documenting. The reality is, is that when the Bible said that there would be, as in the days of Noah, mm -hmm. so should be the son, coming of the Son of Man. And the reality that when you get to Genesis 6, this is the reality. These women didn't get married. Okay? They were taken. And when they came back, they were pregnant. 
They didn't get married and have a little festival and go live in a little house somewhere. And when they delivered these babies, they were bigger, better, stronger. They were extremely different. That cannot happen unless they had different DNA. And that's why the Bible talks about the giants. And so the reality is, if you look at Genesis, the third chapter, it says, I will put enmity between the seed of the woman and the seed of what? The serpent. The the people always spiritualize that. But the Bible says seed. Okay, that is talking about genetic material. And so if there was a seed of Satan, it had to be something God didn't create. What's the only new creature that was appears in the Bible that's different that God didn't create? It's the Nephilim. Mm -hmm. And everywhere they were found, they were commanded to be killed. So the reality is that your Bible actually teaches that there was a genetic war from the very beginning. Why? Because that information that's in your body determines the reality of who you are, whether you're a child of God or whether you're not. And that's how they were trying to pollute the bloodlines, and that's why, what? Noah was saved. Why? Because he was perfect in his generations, right? So then these happened afterwards. So this is where I depend on a lot of people. We actually had L.A. Marzulli on our podcast. Yeah. He took out one of the Paraka skulls with the big long skull, and he starts flipping around and he shows you, well, look, the foramen magnum, which is the big hole, it's not in the center, it's in the back. This thing can't move its head, <laughs> right? There's no sutures in it. We have all these sutures, these lines, it's not there. The eyes are 40% bigger. The distance from the eye to the brain is 40% difference. And then the brain cranial volume is 40% different. There's no way this thing is human. So he ends up getting one here to America and does the DNA testing. And sure enough, it comes back a human hybrid. But guess where the human part was? In the Middle East, exactly where the Bible said all of this happened. That skull rewrites history. There's another couple movies out called The Giants, and there's one um, encyclopedia of ancient giants in America. Mm. And so there's over 12, 1300 different newspaper articles, over 3,000 plus skeletons that they documented in early American antiquity of, of skeletons that were seven to 12 feet tall. Where were they all found? They were found exactly where we have all of our national parks, all these protected areas that you can't go and, and dig or investigate. And of course that also matches what the, the, the tribes here, the people groups, they said there was some, these things were big enough to go and grab a buff, buffalo with one hand. So you can see about a 12-footer, you're like, wow, I guess that could be possible, like me grabbing my dog. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's why it's important for them to keep this out of our history books, because that was the goal. They want to contaminate our DNA to turn us into something else. And ultimately, that's what I believe the Mark of the Beast is. It's something that changes not a few of your DNAs. I believe it's something that changes your whole genome and um, this goes back it's really a funny thing because how many things can you really remember from college but I remember in biology when he was talking to us about a virus and how strange of a thing it really was because it's not really alive and he ends up saying in passing one day that um, it's almost like these were designed to take to carry a genetic payload to your body right and you think to yourself why would that be necessary right and as it turns out we have hundreds of trillions of viruses in our body at all time you have MRSA you have strep throat in your body at all times 
And so why aren't you sick? Because your body needs those things to stay healthy, actually. Yeah. And so this is called the terrain theory. Believe it or not, the germ theory, which is everybody's using when they put on the mass and all the other stuff to try and sterilize the germs that are making them sick. The germ theory is only a theory. It's never been able to actually be proven through the Koch postulates that can't actually be fully completed. And so that's why people that are in the know and are really looking at life from a different perspective, that God knows what he's doing, that your body <clears throat> is in his image, and this is why it works that way. <clears throat> I've cool. got Richard silent. That's pretty good. Well, there's a lot of places we could go, and uh, we'll have to have you back on again. I uh, want to thank you. You're for welcome. Out here. Um, well, I have another book, and it's called Why awesome. Did I Say That? Yeah, we're going to train. And this is like a Jesus y goodness book. This is really about things God's been doing in a supernatural way in our family. So it's called Why Did I Say That? Cool. How God Can Rewrite the Story of Your Life. Cool. And um, so I'm going to sign that one for Richard. And awesome. by the way, he has a new book, and he was just showing me. That's not the new one, that's an old one. So this new. is this appendix in the back. I can't wait to show this to my wife about all the ways that God. God speaks to us so uh, so I'm gonna be thankful for that too cool so. all right brother well let's do you have a word for the audience and uh, well it's it close us in prayer too sure so <clears throat> I'm trying to actually hopefully get Jonathan Kahn to come and speak at our convention but I was really praying the other day and uh, about the future of America and um, one of the verses that just came back to mind that, that God did give his people warnings. And the problem is when this stuff happens, we're in danger of judgment. Mm -hmm. And so I recommend you go back and read Isaiah 9:10, And it talks about how God sends them a word, but then what? It says these words are gonna fall on Israel. And the whole point of that is, is that we're seeing these similarities between what happened in ancient Israel and what happened in America. And there can be a lot of reasons for that. But um, like I say, it's it's really about the, the humility that we have as Christians, that we need to walk humbly before the Lord. And even though that God has given us the truth, we need to be graceful. And I get upset and I have been depressed more times than I can you can imagine digging into this stuff. But the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Hmm. God is going to shake all the nations. That's the promise that we see happening. And so we need to remember that God has got this. And this was not the mark of the beast. Hopefully we'll get a few other um, shots over the bow as it will. Um, but you need to look for this template because one day there's going to be a real one. And God is asking us, he's telling us to say no to this mandatory access. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, Father, we uh, thank you so much for Richard and his ministry and mm -hmm. the idea of really helping people in a deep way, deep, meaningful way that, that we are complicated creatures and that your spirit and what's happened to in this life can produce tremendous wounds in all of us, Lord God. And uh, But we know that you want to help us to recover who we are, that you want us to recover our health, our physical health, our spiritual health, and our mental health, Lord God. Mm -hmm. And we know that you have not forgotten the faithful. This remnant, Lord God, is being called right now to stand for him 
in these difficult times. And I just pray for them, Lord God. I pray for against this spiritual blindness that has come up over our country, that we would remember who we are, that we have an identity that this country was founded on. We still have it on our dollar bill, Lord God. And I pray that we will remember that and come to our senses. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. God bless you guys. Bless you.